Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. That's why the Cubs didn't trade Cody Bellinger. You want to keep that home run for yourself. You don't want to give that away and then hope that some prospect can take over. Boy, the Cubs just blasted the Reds yesterday, Joe. That was unbelievable. And for good reason. People were checking out the Astros game. I could not look away. 20 runs last night. 20. If you just picked out of the top five in the Cubs lineup for home run props, four of them all hit homers. It was unbelievable. Uh, if you, you play the total bases over one and a half, which is typically plus money, Ed, one through eight all went over one and a half total bases. And we talked about the idea of uh, an addition bump maybe a day later. Well, Candelario played. He had four hits. Like, they were just Everybody was crushing the ball. Morell had a double that had an exit velocity of 113 miles per hour. And it was, <laughs> it was dead in the ballpark because people were so sick of standing after 20 runs. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Save some for the rest of uh, the week, you know? Like, you've got a long way to go if you're going to catch up to the Brewers and Reds to win that division. But if they're going to have outings like that, offensive performances like that, then absolutely the Cubs can win this thing. They are more than capable, more than talented enough. And uh, certainly they showed that yesterday. Not to mention, you know, we talked about Jordan Alvarez – or, yeah, we talked about Framber Valdez's uh, no-hitter yesterday – it's also a really efficient no-hitter. Less than 100 pitches. Uh, went over the strikeout prop, uh, which is what I recommended yesterday during lightning bets. And, I mean, what more can you say about this guy? Like, ace of a, you know, solid staff. Gets Justin Verlander, which, you know, I'm not as high on as, say, other folks are. But if if uh, is going to pitch like this, then Houston's dangerous. Should Houston crack the top two in the odds board? After the addition of Verlander, you see what Valdez does. You got Jordan. The, the core is there. Should they be at the Dodgers price or higher? That's basically the question with Atlanta, the runaway favorite. What do you think, Aaron? I'm going to say no, but I think if you got a better number on it, people would bet it. Doesn't that kind of feel like what's going on there? Or am I just buying Maybe. Because I, I don't think that, people want to. I I don't think people want to bet the Astros. No, because they. I mean, it's like regression to the mean, right? Like they haven't been healthy all year, or you know, for large chunks of the year, and so that's a concern. Uh, you know, having a back-to-back champion, there's a problem there, and I think mm-hmm. the American League is. Uh, per, if you had to guess. Like, okay, last year, the, the Phillies, you know, they were a dark horse, and then they just ran through everybody en route to the World Series. The Astros, you know, top-heavy American League, and won more than 100 games, and so it made sense for them to win the pennant, uh, either them or the Yankees, and that's who played in the ALCS. This year, is it safer to say that the National League is top-heavy with the Braves and the Dodgers, and the American League is such to where you could have a dark horse come in and make it to the fall classic? 100%. What qualifies as a dark horse? The American League has the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh favorites for the World Series. So, yes, the National League is top heavy, and then you have much more depth, which means what? I think it's a much tougher path because no matter what, you're probably going to have to take down a really good team. And of those one, two, five teams 
that are in the top seven in odds, they're all 17 to one or shorter. Most are 12 to one or shorter. So yeah, I, which path would you prefer? Would you prefer the depth going through Astros, Rays, Rangers, Orioles, Blue Jays? You're going to have to face some sort of combination of them or the National League where you have the two best teams in baseball, but you might not have to face both of them. I think prefer I'd rather go what? NL. Like, what, what would you prefer as a path? Uh, I'd rather be in the I, National I mean, League. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's way more predictable. The American League, like, we would be surprised if, you know, one of those wild card fringe teams made it all the way to the Fall Classic, but it's probably likelier to happen there. I mean, I know I talk about the Angels a lot, but let's talk about, say, like the Blue Jays or a ball club like that getting that last wild card spot. They're more than capable of getting through all of these teams to make it there. But then you're going to come into, you know, the woodshed against the Dodgers or the Braves. And that, to me, is where things get really, really tough. Yep. Certainly. Padres yeah. 45 to 1. Yeah, just saying. That's true. By the way, we mentioned the Cubs at the top of the segment. Cubs third best run differential National League behind those two teams, hundred to one. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> yeah, a hundred to one, and yet that sounds about right. Uh, yes, just because it does. you've got, yeah, just because you know. Not to mention the Braves and Dodgers don't have to play that wild card round, so they're already there, rested, ready to go, having the rotation set up the way they want to and they're rested, and then you have to go into that lion's den, that, that's going to be tough for anybody. So definitely nationally a good bit more top-heavy. Uh, as far as today's MLB card is concerned, we've got five-day games. We've got Angels and Braves, Detroit-Pittsburgh, Milwaukee-Washington. Uh, Joe, where would you like to start? Well, let's look at the afternoon games. Um, it's a couple of interesting starting spots. And if we go to the top of the board, we've got Giolito making another start for the Angels. They are a dog at Atlanta. I think that's got a lot of interesting angles. And then the day after Rodriguez denies the Dodgers, he goes out there for his team at Pittsburgh. Uh, Detroit Tigers are a slight favorite. Uh, I, I don't have a bet on either one of these, but of the early games, the, these two I'm going to be paying, clo- be paying close attention to because if Giolito shoves, there's going to be a lot of excitement around the Angels, adding a lot, adding depth to that rotation plus the bats that they brought in. And then the Tigers, like Rodriguez, I there might be some motivation, you know, in a slog of a season, a team that's been out for a long time, you know, maybe there's some motivation from, it, from uh, his teammates that wanted to stay. I agree with you. These are two I looked at as well. Tigers at Pirates looking at Eduardo Rodriguez. And I looked at both of their advanced metrics, and I I landed on Tigers' first five run line, and it's plus money, plus 106. I think he will be motivated after he's like, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to go play for the Dodgers. I think it's a fun bet, and he's much better. I mean, you look at his – Expected ERA, well, his ERA is 295. Expected ERA, 346. XFIP, 361. Compared to Vito, 450, 431, and 504, respectively. So I'm going to go Tigers, first five run line, minus half a run. I'm with you completely, Aaron. There is a way to bet on the Tigers. I I, I wrote down the safe bet and just do uh, Tigers, money line, minus 125. But... 
maybe it's worth uh, amping up the risk just a little bit. So I'm, I'm on the fence right now. Maybe by lightning vest, I'll have a decision, but I, I'm with you. There's a way to back the Tigers here with a motivated Eduardo Rodriguez. And the, the Tigers, I, I think, are just the better team here in this matchup in general. And you're not seeing that as far as numbers go. So I, I think there's some way to back Detroit. Uh, I will do an Angels homer bet, though, as far as Good. some way to back uh, L.A. here. I'm going to go mm-hmm. Lucas Giolito over 16 and a half outs here. I get he hasn't reached that number in his last three starts, but this is not a place where you want to succumb to recency bias. Angels want to preserve this bullpen. They just want to get through this Brave series because it's mighty, mighty tough. And look, Atlanta may be something where you're, you're playing this morning game or morning here on the West Coast, uh, you know, 1230 out, out there in Atlanta, and – bullpen preservation matters getting through the game matters so maybe you're swinging a little bit more freely that's certainly a possibility so giolito could be out there a good bit longer even if he's struggling so the 16 and a half outs going over there is my play joe i I like that angle uh you would expect that uh the angels push him a little bit more he only threw 73 pitches in his first start with the team at toronto it was you know he gave him three runs and five and a third so it's not like he was getting hammered out there so i I could see him out there. I mean, this is a guy that is used to pitching over 100. That's what he did most of the season for the for the White Sox. So I think he's going to have the, that opportunity to record many of those outs. So I, I like that angle. Uh, Orioles. Orioles are plus money at the Jays. Boy, it really stands out. Kikuchi's history against this Baltimore lineup, the heart of the lineup, just destroys him. Uh, an OPS of 1,100, and I get to back the O's after they make some additions as a dog. I'm going to do that. I'm going with uh, Baltimore plus 105. I love that, too. Um, There's too many dogs I like. Circling back really quick, I'm also going to be on an Angels play first five, Angels money line is plus 123, but um, I like the Orioles, too. Too many dogs yeah. for me already. It's kind of scaring me, but it's fun. Right. You know, the new additions, new look, the hashtag narrative. So I'm going to, I'm going to rock with it. Uh, speaking of day games, I've got a dog that I don't like. Uh, there's a favorite. I think uh, I might even take the run line on Joe Musgrove for the Padres massively due for positive regression against the Rockies that just cannot hit one of the lower ex marks in July. Padres can hit, uh, lest we not forget uh, the Juan Sotos out there, uh, still offensively dangerous, especially at Coors Field where the ball's going to fly a good bit. Uh, Padres sixth in ex-WOBA from last month, and I get that we have a we have a two-and-a-half run line here, but at minus 110, especially with a total of 12 that's gone up from 11-and-a-half from earlier today, I look at this and say a two-and-a-half run line with a really large run total is more appropriate, and I think the Padres can win this thing by three or more. I think the pitching matchup is there, that the hitting discrepancy certainly is there, and, you know, total feels good to me. So uh, Padres minus two-and-a-half at minus 110, I think I'm okay with that one, Joe. That reminds me, Ed, it's not the worst time uh, in the world to start looking at run lines because this is when you have the separation. All these teams that have sold off and we're going to see some players get playing time that maybe shouldn't or did not for much of the season. And they, they don't mind that, hey, their season's over and and you've got other teams like San Diego 
desperate for every single win because they're in and they didn't trade any of their pieces and they're trying to make the postseason. So every game matters. Like I, I think an opportunity like that with that pitching matchup in Colorado, that makes a lot of sense. So I, I might be more willing to, to bet on run lines more than I did over the last four mm-hmm. months moving forward. And you might have to with the prices that are available. It's going to get to a point likely over the next few weeks where the minus 300, which we saw last night for Lance Lynn, that's the norm. By the way, we, we were guessing, oh, could not have been more wrong on yesterday's show. He was awesome. It was, it was the A's. It's a minor league outfit, but seven innings. Was it seven strikeouts, one walk, minus 330 mm-hmm. I saw out there. And it, oh, is it wow. fair to say, can we disagree with the price? But, you know, it was a winner. Yeah, absolutely we can. So, okay. Yeah, I knew he was going to. Yeah, they won by four, I believe, last night. But mm-hmm. Seven we three. were guessing maybe 200. <laughs> no, 300. <laughs> Crazy. We wanted to believe like, there was a contingent like this- that would fade Lance Lynn. But yeah, Aaron, go ahead. Right. I do like the pitching matchup with the Padres, Rockies, Musgrove versus Freeland. And I'm going to do Padres' first five-run line. It's only minus half a run. But... Close your ears. Cover your ears, Joe. It's minus 154. Ew, it's terrible. But I do think this is a good spot for the Padres. I'm going to do first five-run line here. Sure. Oh, did did you notice last night, Strider, he didn't get that strikeout prop? We were talking about how it was juiced at minus 140, minus 150 at nine and a half. Oh, no. It went under. (laughs) Yep, sure did. That's the worst. When Went you under pay the by price a half. and it loses. Oh. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Oh, good job. Leading the good world job, Paul in strikeouts. Aspen. But, yeah. Good job, Paul. Good job, Ed. San Francisco a winner last night. So they're one on one, one and one on the week. Webb's a big favorite, minus 190. Webb has crushed Arizona. I mean, they're hitting 208 off him. It's the 100 at bat sample size, 283 on base. So I understand why we're talking about a uh, a two dollar price. Maybe a run the run line isn't horrible, but I hate that they're at home. Um, that was just notable last night that they they pulled off the victory over Gallon and company. One more argument in favor of the Padres here: they did make some moves at the trade deadline, and so if the mm-hmm. ball club is concerned about not having uh, their back pertaining to the front office, uh, that's not a concern there. Uh, they're still very much going on and still very much believing in who's out there. And if there is some sort of psychological boost as we enter the dog days of summer here, Padres are there. It may be too little too late, but in these individual matchups, Joe, I think that's a really good point that run lines make a lot of sense. There's a massive discrepancy between the Padres and Rockies, and maybe now's the time to pounce on that. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Let's go or hell no is next right here on the BetQL Network.